Weber, artistic director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening on Broadway September 21st, 1925 at the Casino Theater, The Vagabond King, with music by Rudolf Frimmel and book and lyrics by Brian Hooker and William H. Post, was based upon Justin Huntley McCarthy's 1901 romantic novel, If I Were King, a fictionalized episode in the life of the 15th-century poet and thief François Villon, centering on his wooing of Catherine de Vassel, the cousin of King Louis XI, the story dramatizes how he becomes king for a day and defends France against the invading forces of the Duke of Burgundy, all in under 24 hours. Author Justin Huntley McCarthy adapted his book as a Broadway play also in 1901, and the following year the production debuted in London. In 1923, composer-lyricist team Richard Rogers and Lawrence Hart were at the beginning of their careers. They created a musical version of the McCarthy play for a Manhattan girls' school, and then they looked for a more prestigious venue for their collaboration. Broadway backers turned down the young team, but producer Russell Johnny, quote, borrowed, unquote, their idea and commissioned the more established Rudolph Frimmel to compose and Brian Hooker to adapt the piece into a musical. Starring popular actor Dennis King as François Villon, the original production was lavish and used an unusually large pit orchestra. It received unanimously enthusiastic reviews and had a successful run in London in 1927 at the Winter Garden Theatre. Here on the December 25th, 1944 episode of the Lux Radio Theatre are Dennis Morgan as François Villon, Catherine Grayson as Catherine Vossel, and J. Carol Nash as King Louis XI in The Vagabond King. Lux presents Hollywood. The Lux Radio Theater brings you The Vagabond King, starring Dennis Morgan, Catherine Grayson, and J. Carol Nash. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. And today I want to add Christmas greetings to each and to all of you with the sincere wish that you'll be listening to the Lux Radio Theater for many Christmases to come. Some 480 Christmases ago, a young gentleman left us probably the world's most unusual list of gifts. He was on his way out of town a few steps ahead of the gendarme. And as a departing gesture, he bequeathed to the girl he loved a broken heart. He willed that all caged things should have their freedom, that children should have care and warmth, and in a sense that we of the Lux Radio Theater should enjoy tonight's play. For the gentleman was Francois Villon, about to set out from Paris, and as I said, a few steps ahead of the police, on a life as colorful and adventurous as any piece of fiction you could find. He didn't stay away from Paris long. In fact, he's back there uh, on our stage tonight as Dennis Morgan. In Rudolph Bremel's staring operetta, The Vagabond King. Co-starred with Mr. Morgan is the lovely Catherine Grayson, who will be seen next in the Metro-Golden-Mare Technicolor musical Anchors Away, which was produced by uh, Joe Pasternak and directed by George Sidney. Also in tonight's cast is the talented J. Carol Nash, 
all of us who've longed to be king for a day, will discover tonight what happens to a man who has that dream come true, and who at the end of those 24 hours faces either a lifetime with a woman he loves or death upon the gallows. You will see for yourself which befalls us. Not only on Christmas Day, but every Monday night, I like to feel that our stage is bringing together a great circle of fellow Americans, young and old, in big cities and country villages, in farms and lonely mountain cabins, and the lighthouse keeper and his family on rugged coasts and rocks at sea, all bound by a common interest in this theater and a common appreciation of the products which make possible these weekly plays. From far off Alaska, a member of this audience writes, I work up here in the frozen north, and to preserve my dainty clothes, I lux them regularly. All our stores, even those down the river, boast of carrying a supply of Lux. The only rival snowflakes have up here is Lux Flakes. Well, that's a nice Christmas message on which to ring up our curtain. So here's the first act of The Vagabond King, starring Dennis Morgan as Francois Villon, Catherine Grayson as Lady Catherine, and J. Carol Nash as King Louis. <laughs> from the 15th century, and Louis XI squirms on a tottering throne. At the city's edge, poised for the siege of Paris, are the invading armies of the Duke of Burgundy. But within the walls, half-loyal citizens grumble and plot. Cutthroats swarm the streets, and thieves crowd the taverns. Only a miracle can save France. And while he awaits the miracle, King Louis grows curious about a certain lady in his court. But how can you think of Catherine when Paris is ready to perish? I am unable to save my city, Tristan, but maybe, maybe I can yet win the lady. Uh, is it one victory better than two defeats? Uh, now tell me, what is this uh, ridiculous story about Catherine? My men have watched as you ordered. The story is true. Catherine de Moselle? Christing with a jailbird at, at, at a thief's tavern? The Furcone Tavern, sire, tonight. Oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You told me she does not even know the name. True, sire. A curious chain of events. Starting this morning when the rogue was flung out of jail. Uh, his name? Who is he? How do you know he isn't my grand marshal in disguise? Courbet would do anything to win Catherine. Courbet? Surely my men would have recognized the grand marshal. No, all we know of the man is that he's a most unusual thief. Who writes a poem as skillfully as he picks a pocket. Go on, go on. As he left the jail with a companion, their destination brought them past the palace wall. It was then that they heard from a far distant corner of the garden a lady singing. The lady's sire was Catherine. Oh, get to the point. The rogue has a fatal impudence, sire. Hearing her voice, he climbed the garden walls and perched at the top. Remain there, calm as you please, listening to the sweetest voice in your kingdom. Thank you. 
the name of heaven get down from the wall. I see an angel, Tabari. They'll burn out your eyes if they catch you. If they catch me. God shield her, Tabari. The loveliest face in France. And you'll hang from the loveliest gallows. Francois, jump down from there. The vision fades. She walks away. She enters the house. House? You fool, it's the palace. Go along, Tabari. I'm waiting here until I see her again. Sooner or later, she'll have to come out. Francois, if it's a woman you want to look at, think of Huguette. Who could be prettier than Huguette? She's waiting for you now, all soft and luscious. And besides, she owns a tavern. Tell Huguette I'll be delayed. Now, as a thief, Francois, you're a wise and sane man. But when you turn poet, you turn idiot. Poet? Yes. And the lady who sang shall have a verse. You'd make a poem for her? Who has a better right? I do not know her name. She's never seen me. But I love her. Oh, what woman in Paris don't you love? Get out of here. Wait for me at Huguette's Tavern. Fur coat. I'll be needing a mess. And he sent her a verse? That scum? To Catherine de Vosel? He did, sire. And then the unbelievable occurred. Reading it, Catherine asked the messenger how she might find the man who wrote it. The answer was at the Furcone Tavern, and the time tonight. 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 You take the news very calmly. Oh, do I? Uh, maybe it's because I do look forward to it a better evening. Sire. Yes, sister. Catherine will not be the only stranger. There will be two more visitors at the Furcone Tavern tonight. You and I. What news you get? Did you find Tabari? I wish you'd rotted in jail. Answer me. No one has seen Tabari for hours. Tabari's an idiot. I should never have let him take it. With what? Never mind. Francois, you've been out of jail all day. And all day I've waited here for you. I uh, walked about the city. Not according to Tabari. Your good friend spoke of poetry, Francois. Verses for a lady in the king's palace. Someday Tabari will want to smack his lips and find he has no tongue. What are you afraid of? Afraid to say you're tired of me? Your weariness takes a strange turn. Huh. You and the lady of the palace. Shut up. Did she hold her daisy nose when she kissed you, Francois? Or can she love a thief with the smell of jail about him and rags on his back? I'll give you a better cause than that to mock me, little one. This lady hasn't even seen me. Now drown your jealousies and your wine. Make love to the whole court for all I care. That's more like you. <laughs> you know, I... Wait. Those two men, the corner near the door. Who are they? They pay for their wine in gold. That's all I know. In gold? Well, perhaps before they leave tonight, the gentleman and I will know each other better. An evil-looking place, sire. A moldy cellar. Well, well, what did you expect? A bird's net? And still no sign of Catherine, your majesty. No, don't say majesty here, you fool. Plain Louis. Now, uh, what cause of you to look so sour? Burgundy is at my gates. My throne sways like a drunkard. Catherine spurns me. But do I pull a long face? You do worse. Sniffing about taverns after a girl. Before I die, Tristan, there are two sights I want to see. One is Burgundy's head on a pipe staff, and the other is haughty Catherine de Vaucelle, twisting with a beggar poet in this pigsty. But of course, if you prefer it to a politics, Tristan, last night, I dreamed a dream. Politics dwell far from dreamland. I dreamed that I was a swine, rooting in the streets of Paris, and that I found a pearl of great price in the gutter. I took it and set it in my crown where it shone so bright it filled all Paris with its brilliance. And then a great star fell from heaven. Greetings and stars and women while Paris goes to the dogs. Excuse me. 
But we're being watched. Well, what happened? No one will recognize me in these clothes. That young fellow with the tavern mistress. Now, who is he? You know him? Aye. Every criminal, every wanted and beggar in Paris calls him king. King? Thief, scholar, swordsman, king of the vagabond. Well, then bring him here. I'd have a word with my brother, Rula. Call him. Villon. Dear Villon. Friends don't shout at me, monsieur. And strangers don't dare. We are strangers with gold. Here, perhaps we can buy your company. My company? You could have my soul for less. Hey, all of you. Everyone, come here. Oh, everyone, good heavens, must stay. I must cheat my people, as King Louis has forgotten to do these many years. We'll drink, monsieur. Drink to the death of a stranger. Death? A stranger? You grow pale. I mean the stranger at the walls of Paris. Burgundy. Death to Burgundy. Oh, so, a patriot. Rather, a poet. Death to Burgundy makes good rhyming. And to uh, what use uh, do you put your rhyme? Use? Only a song, monsieur. Come all ye beggars of Paris, come ye lousy rabble of low degree. You rabble of low degree. We're parking Lloyd to keep his crown and save our city from Burgundy. Our city from Burgundy. You and I are good for nothing but to die. We can die for liberty. Sons of toil and danger will you serve a stranger and bow down to Burgundy. Sons of shame and sorrow will you cheer to war or the crown of Burgundy. Forward, forward, forward against the war. Forward, forward, for any man and foe. Sons of France are on the break, the chain that bond us and go hell with Burgundy. Lyrical jailbird. Oh, Paris knows that the old goat himself has grown older, chasing her. Uh, what's that old goat? Yes. The oldest and scurviest in France. Louis XI. Louis is a ludicrous. Perhaps uh, you uh, drink too much, monsieur. What can an honest thief do but drink? With the enemy at our door and a helpless ninny on the throne. Uh, no doubt uh, you could do better in Louis' place. Francois has a rhyme for that, too. Uh, may we not hear it? Why not? But it will cost you a drink for us all. Uh, very well, very well. Begin. The figure on the throne, you see is nothing but a puppet. Plan to wear the royal bravery of silken coat and gilded wands. Not so we Frenchmen understand. We'd bid the damned Burgundian dance. And such a one would take command if Villon were king of France. If Villon were... Look, it's the barn. Where have you been, you sniveling gossip? Occupied on your business, Francois. I've news, but only for you. Come with me. What is it? Your verse, Francois. I did as you ordered. I brought it to the lady. And where have you been since? I couldn't leave. She told me to wait. Why? Why should she want you to wait? Francois, she wants to meet you. That's what you're saying. It's the truth. She's here, Francois. Now, Catherine de Bosselle. I brought her by the other door. Just go up these stairs. She's waiting for you now in that room up there. If this is a joke to body, I'll kill you. Hurry, before you get seen. Hurry. 
I was told you wished to see me, my lady. You? You are Francois Villon? Yes. So gloomy a room, monsieur. I'm not one you would want to see, but if you would like a light, I... We'll be but a moment. Monsieur, you wrote a verse for me. Forgive me, my lady, I... If you are the poet, you'll remember the lines. Yes. If I were king... Ah, love, if I were king... What tributary nations would I bring to kneel before your scepter? And to swear allegiance to your lips, your eyes, your hair. Beneath your feet, what treasures would I fling if I were king? Monsieur, what sort of man are you? One who steals without shame, who runs his sword through his enemy and sleeps on an easy conscience. These are my brief virtues. My vices better stay unnamed. You risk much in writing me, monsieur. My lady, this room is dark as a dream. And like in a dream, I can speak words I never thought you'd hear from me. I worship you. Now, what would you have me do? You say you love me. I love France. Listen, I learned today that the Grand Marshal is betraying France to the Duke of Burgundy. You could stop him. I? You spoke of words and swords, but perhaps you didn't mean to be taken at your words. I didn't hope to be. The Grand Marshal will be here any moment. He is coming to meet some man in that crowd down there. And uh, how shall I know the Grand Marshal? I've been watching from the window. He turned the corner a moment ago. Listen. He's at the door now. Come and you will see him enter. Open up. Open up here. Come in, monsieur. That is the traitor. There's a man here named René Cassell. There is. Send him in here. Alone. Yes, monsieur. The Grand Marshal. And uh, I would kill him at your word, milady? This time for nothing else. If he leaves here tonight, there may not be a France tomorrow. I'll go below and listen. Wait here, my lady. But he will see you. Only when I want him to see me. My lady. Yes? That rose you're wearing. Maybe it will bring me luck. Here. Take it, monsieur. Thank you, my lady. Let it exchange for Paris, Renee. What does Burgundy concede to me? Your demands are met, Excellency. Open the gates of Paris, and in return, Burgundy gives you a dukedom and a maid, Catherine de Vaucelles. For three years, Louis denied me the girl. Now she costs him his throne. Stop the chattering and bring me some wine. Who is he? Who is that drunken fool there? Only a man named Vion, Excellency. What have you overheard? My ears are large, monsieur. I didn't miss a single word. Throw him a coin, Renee, and shut him up. Bribery? Why not? But you can win me only with wine. Come inside and open the bottle. Get out of here, you drunken scum. Scum, monsieur? Take your hand off me. After you apologize. Let go. You think a slap gets rid of me? Can you use that sword you wear, monsieur? Excellency, beyond the best swordsman in Paris. Stand back and close the doors. No, Excellency. They'll kill you. Stop them. Stop them. A brawl, sire. We just get out of here. Well, a brawl indeed. A Tristan, look. Look who's fighting. Leon. And my grand marshal. Sire, it must stop at once. I think Leon's of the same mind. Look. <laughs> the nail has run him through. Francois. Run, Francois. Run. The king's archers. The king's archers. They're here. Stay where you are. The king's name. Excellency. You're, you're wounded. Yes, nothing. I'm all right. But that devil there. Vion. Francois Vion, monsieur. Take him out and hang him. Oh. Hang back. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Now, wait a moment. Who dares delay the king's justice? I am the king's justice. I am the king. Your majesty. Uh, Tristan, uh, bear my grand marshal to the surgeon. Now, you hear? Yes, sir. And uh, as for you, Vion, uh, uh, take Master Vion to the palace dungeon. Sire, he only tried to serve your throne. Well, my lady, I've wondered when you'd appear. The Grand Marshal is the traitor. Is he? And what, my lady Catherine, are you? 
Who gave you leave to quit the palace for this rat hole? Please, let Vion go, sire. You spoke of France, my lady. But was it France you wanted to save from Burgundy? Or was it yourself from the Grand Marshal? Believe me, I didn't know that he plotted for me, too. It doesn't matter. And, uh, what would uh, Vion do now, monsieur, if Vion were the king of France? He would fight Burgundy. Then, doubtlessly, he would hang Vion. But Vion Ted is still a better man than Louis. Louis do nothing. Louis dare nothing. God's where our battle flag would stand if Vion were king of France. <laughs> paper and ribbons when Mrs. Jones said... Oh, what a lovely slip. Just what I wanted. Thank you, Janie, darling. You're welcome, Mom. I hoped you'd like it. Now, you go ahead and open your present. The one over there on the right. I think you'll be surprised. Oh, a slip. Why, Mom, it's just like the one I got you. I guess that proves we both have good taste. <laughs> I can see we'd better show name tags on these so we can tell which is which. And now, let's look into a crystal ball and see what's going to happen to those slips in 1945. Oh, Janie. Yes, Mom? Jane, could I borrow one of your slips, dear? I'm going downtown to buy a dress today, and I just can't be seen in this rag. Of course. Look in that bottom drawer. Oh. Oh, here's the one I gave you for Christmas. Why, dear, you haven't worn it. Sure I have. Lots of times. Well, it doesn't look at the one you gave me is dreadfully faded, and the seams are pulling. Sorry, Mom, but I'll bet that's your way of washing. Me, I always stick to Lux flakes. Well, I'll admit Lux does make a difference. A lot of difference. Sometimes daughters know best, Mom. When they know Lux, eh, Janie? It is surprising what a difference Lux care makes in the way under things look and wear. If you could see the dozens of slips and nightgowns that were washed by a famous laboratory, you'd never trust under things to wash day methods again. Hot water, strong soap, rough handling soon left under things faded and drab. Straps frayed, too, and seams pulled out. On the other hand, exactly the same kind of slips given Lux care stayed lovely and fresh. Yes, through three times as many washings. Lux care is certainly thrifty care. Now, Mr. DeMille returns to the microphone. Act two of The Vagabond King, starring Dennis Morgan as Francois Villon, Catherine Grayson as Lady Catherine, and J. Carol Nash as Louis XI. It's later the same night. Francois Villon sleeps in a prison cell. But rest doesn't come so easily to the man who put him there. Plagued, plagued with fears and uncertainties, King Louis has sent for the court astrologer. High in the palace tower, they scan the starlit sky with anxious eyes. And in this dream you speak of, sire, you say you found a pearl of great price? Yes, uh, uh, in the gutter. Uh, how do the stars interpret it? The position of the moon and Jupiter revealed this was a dream of great significance. They were in that exact same position when Joan of Arc saved your own father. Oh, the maid of Orleans is dead. Who is to help me? Clearly, the pearl in the gutter indicates one of your own subjects, someone from the depth, who may arise and save your kingdom. Ah, and uh, the star that fell from heaven. Uh, what is the meaning of the star? I cannot answer, sire. Perhaps it means that if this same creature from the depth were exalted to the heights, he would be destined to fall quickly like the star of his own weight. But you're not certain it uh, means this? It's very mysterious. No, I'm not certain. Ah, uh, Tristan, 
Uh, a bag of gold for the astrologer. Good night. Uh, good night, good night, good night. Exalted from the depths. From the depths. Uh, uh, come here, Tristan. Uh, you heard what the stars have told us. A person from the depths may yet save France. Tristan, I have just appointed a new Grand Marshal. Francois Villon. Villon? Ah, don't stand there gaping. Go now and see that a flagon of drugged wine is placed in his cell. Uh, let him uh, awake tomorrow morning in the palace. Washed and beardless, sumptuously dressed. So changed his very mother would not recognize him. Uh, you uh, and I alone will know of this. But... No, but, but. Joan of Arc saved my father's throne. Uh, may not Villon save mine? You'd spare his life? Villon's to live? Yes. For four and twenty hours. Then he sang. <laughs> put me in prison, sire. Why can't I remain there? Look what you've done to me. I stare at myself in the mirror and say, Vion, my friend, where are you? <laughs> By the saints, you smell like a violet. And these clothes, all silk and velvet. As befit the man you now are. What man? The Count de Moncobier, my new gun marshal. Oh, we're both drunk. Oh, I don't joke. Uh, did uh, you joke when you boasted you'd be a better king than I? It was no boast. Well, then king you shall be, as well as grand marshal. King for 24 hours. And after that? Oh, you'll be yourself again. Beef and cutthroat. And your last act as king would be to hang the rogue you really are. Twenty-four hours. Well, isn't that enough? Are you so keen to live? I never was until yesterday. Living suddenly becomes a sweet habit. Ah, I thought so. Uh, Tristan. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, take this braggart. Strip him of his silks and whip him back into the gutter again. Then I'm free. Free to run howling with your tail between your legs. Your Majesty. Uh, well? Lady Catherine is here. She begs an audience with a grand marshal. Lady Catherine? Oh, she'd speak to a man. Enough to a cur who calls himself a king. Wait. You say I can rule for a day? Precisely. On your word of honor? Oh, my word is my honor. Agreed, then. Uh, in that case, uh, Tristan, uh, the Lady Catherine may have an audience. Uh, may she not, Excellency? Yes, and quickly. First let her know, Tristan, our new grand marshal is the Count de Montcobier. I might have an audience with the Grand Marshal. As long as you wish, my lady. I am Catherine de Vaucelles. I know. As Grand Marshal, monsieur, you hold the lives of all prisoners. I do? I mean, uh, yes, my lady. In prison is a certain Francois Villon. I come to ask that this man's life be spared. What is his crime? He tried to rid France of a traitor. He's uh, so fired with patriotism? He did it because the woman asked it. He thought he loved her. He thought uh, why do you plead for his life? Because I am that woman. You risked his race telling me this. He risked his life. You don't by some strange chance think that you love him? I? You? I? He's of the street. A common thief. But still he does not deserve to die. Does anyone? Well, your wish is granted. Beorn is free. Free? As free as I am. Oh, I'm deeply grateful, Excellency. Wait. I'd like a favor also. Yes? My lady, I am told you're in plan toward the making of balance. I've given you a man's life. The sea is a song. A song, Excellency? Do I ask too much? No, only you puzzle me. I don't quite understand you. Please sing, my lady. Who knows? Maybe your song will unriddle me.
think I know better now, my lady, why does Vion risk his life for you? How he looked at you. As a muddy pool might look at the moon in heaven. Monsieur, I've seen you before, haven't I? Yes. And I think your thief must have felt as I feel now. But how would you know that? How do I know I live? Like him, I also loved the lady. I lost her, and with her, my world. But I have found her again in you. I care little to be flattered, monsieur, and less to be rude. What does a man do to win you? Oh, this is no season for such talk. I had hoped a man had come to court. A man who could free France of Burgundy. And if that man should come? My love is all for France and him who saved her. Uh, excuse us. Friend Louis, Lord Tristan. Oh, we grieve at uh, shattering this tender interval, but uh, we have a guest. The Duke of Burgundy has sent a herald under truce. I beg your leave, Excellency. You time your interruptions, sire, with all the delicacy of an elephant. Well, you, you would be king, Vion, and, and this is the state's business. Then get it over with. How much time do you think I have? Power tastes sweet. Hmm? That's what? And uh, now that uh, you meet her on an equal footing. Shall I thank you again, Majesty? Oh, I've pleased only myself. Uh, uh, Francois. What? In these uh, precious hours until tomorrow, should the fellow you now pretend to be, uh, the Count de Montcorbier, uh, should the Count win the heart of Lady Catherine, Dion shall escape the gallows, and the Count marry his lady love. You know what you're saying, sire? Oh, always, and, and, and never better than now. If Lady Catherine offers me her love, I'm free. You'll give your word on this bargain, too? Oh, naturally. Uh, now, uh, go receive, uh, receive the herald. I'll follow in time. At once. Sweet Louis. Kind, generous, hot Miss Officer, it's inconceivable. You'd give him his life only if he should win Lady Catherine. I like my little measure of revenge. Uh, Mrs. Catherine has spurred me too long. Uh, it will be sport when the lady finds she's disdained my love to smile upon a beggar. I overheard their meeting, Tristan. She spurs him on to great deeds against Burgundy. Oh, he'll fight for her as he would never fight for us. Uh, come now. I'm anxious to hear Vion's answer to Burgundy. <laughs> In the name of the Duke of Burgundy, greetings to Louis of France. Uh, greetings and be brief. Will it be peace or war? Uh, my Lord Grand Marshal will answer that. I, Your Majesty. Uh, you, Grand Marshal. Well, is it peace at our terms or war? Wait. There are more pressing matters. Lord Tristan, the court grows dull. We give a ball tonight. At a time like this? Dancing in the gardens. Plenty of wine. King Louis, what is this folly? Oh, no, do what he says. Uh, he speaks for France. Thank you. Now then, Harold. The Duke of Burgundy summoned you to surrender. If you refuse, it means disaster. Manifold death and slavery. Brave words, Harold. In God's name and the king, go back to your master and say, we are well fed. We are well armed. We lie snug and warm behind our Paris walls, and we laugh at his threats. This is our answer. This and the drawn sword. God and St. Dennis for the king of France. <laughs> We pause now for station identification. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Hey, Porsche Light fans. This is Carmen Gonzalez, Development Director. Thank you for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show. We'll return with Act 3 of The Vagabond King in just a moment. 
Now, this morning, when a certain young lady was unwrapping a Christmas package, her sister sat watching her, wondering. Oh, I hope she liked those stockings I gave her. Mom said Sis needed them, so I got three pairs of rayon shears. Hope she liked them. They're the kind I wear myself. Mom did say, though, that if I gave Sis stockings, it would be like pouring water down the drain because she gets runs all the time. Wish I could tell her to take care of them without getting her mad. I'd say, now remember, they're sheer and shouldn't be handled like those black monstrosities we used to wear at school. Luxing them after every wearing really keeps them going a long, long time. Just remember to use Lux Flakes. Don't rub them with whatever cake of soap you have handy at the time, and don't use strong soap. Use lukewarm water, and don't drape them on the radiator for a quick drying job either. That's bad. And don't put them on before they're thoroughly dry. Take at least 24 hours. Maybe she knows all this already, but I doubt it, else Mom wouldn't have said she was hard on stockings. If you use Lux, they'll last much longer. But, of course, all I said on the card was love and a Merry Christmas. Now, if that little sister does lux those nice stockings, she'll get a real gift. Maybe the wear of six pairs from three. Because luxing can make stockings last twice as long. Strain tests proved it. Stockings washed with mild lux flakes didn't go into runs nearly so soon as those washed with a strong soap or rubbed with cake soap. Remember, for extra wear, use Lux Care. Now, Mr. DeMille returns to the microphone. I don't often make public confessions, but... Uh... When we chat with our stars after the play tonight, I'll reveal one secret from my past. Now, here's Act Three of The Vagabond King, starring Dennis Morgan as Francois Villon, Catherine Grayson as Lady Catherine, and J. Carroll Nash as Louis XI. Francois Villon's one day of glory is more than half spent. All afternoon, he was strangely absent from the palace. Returning only an hour ago with his friend Tabari. The ball ordered is at midnight, but he and Tabari remain in the garden planning the attack on the snarling armies of Burgundy beyond the city walls. What about the king's mercenaries, the archers, the armies? They'll be on our flank. Paris will be defended by the people of Paris. Our people. We'll be ready for you, Francois. In two hours. Ten o'clock tonight. Ten o'clock. The taverns are swarming, Francois. They wake their orders from the new Grand Marshal, lifted the tax from their wine, opened the prison gates, and gave them food. Oh, it's a new Paris, Francois. Alive, ready, greedy for victory. You've done well, Tabari. Go back now. Keep among them every minute. God shield us all this night. I've been waiting to find you alone, monsieur. Lady Catherine. All by yourself while the palace dances? I was about to come in to look for you. You know, they do more than dance in there, my lord. They talk of nothing but the wonders you've worked. You've made the king popular, the people loyal, and the army faithful. And now, I think I've guessed the reason for this ball. Let Burgundy think we're soft. At dawn, when they'd guess us full of wine and sleep, their attack would come. Except our attack will come first, at ten o'clock. So soon, my lord. Hope that is soon enough. That's not what I meant. I... What did you mean? Nothing. Catherine, look at me. No. No, please. What are you thinking? Of a man whose life you saved. Vion? Yes. How he must despise me. How can you possibly worry over such a creature? I asked Vion to kill a traitor. Well, at least he exposed him. Corbet has fled to Brittany. But Vion thinks I lied to him. How do you know? He must. It's evil enough to ask a man to kill another. But Vion believes I did it for myself and not for France. 
The Duke of Burgundy had promised me to Courbet. I didn't know that. I swear I'm not flattered, Catherine, seeing you fret over a rogue from the gutter. Real men are rare in France, monsieur. But think no more of him, for I shall not. And of me? Will you think of me after tomorrow, when I'm rather certain I'll be dead? I pray not with all my heart. My lady, uh, oh, our Grand Marshal. Why, that's your just excellency that you show yourself inside. In a moment. Lady Catherine, his majesty has hoped you would sing for our guest. If he wishes. Uh, he's quite impatient. Now, if you please. Yes, my lord. Uh, My lords and ladies, at his majesty's command, Lady Catherine de Vossel. Ah, yes, yes, sir, Marshal. May I speak with you outside? Uh, this way. Uh, well, uh, Bion? We strike at Burgundy shortly. Oh, excellent, excellent. And as for me... Yes? There's no outwitting you, sire. Build your gallows tree. A uh, gallows tree? <laughs> You've lost all hope. I've neither time nor heart for your game. She's a lady, royally proud. I can't trick her. Before I leave, I'll tell her who I really am. Uh, that, that you are Vion? Uh, you think you'll win her with uh, honesty? No. I couldn't win her with lies or with truth. Well, then rest assured, you'll swing. Uh, if you return from battle. Uh, wait. Wait, someone's coming. Well, the lady herself. Uh, Catherine, my dear. Why, I... I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, we, we merely exchanged some trifling opinions on life and death. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, your song moved me much, lady. Thank you. My Lord Grand Marshal. Yes, if I shouldn't see you again tonight, take this if you care to. Well, one of my choicest roses. I do not grow these, Catherine, to dispense to my army. Perhaps it will bring fortune to the army, sire. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, take it, Grand Marshal. Thank you, Catherine. I'll still be more shameless, sire. With it, I give him my hand and my heart. Wait. Oh, charming, charming. Catherine, look at me closely. Don't you see anything to remind you? Last night, a gloomy tavern... A thief who wrote a verse? What of him? Only this. I am that thief. You? Uh, Francois Villon. You betrothed yourself to a jailbird, my royal lady. 
Sire. Oh, Paris will be greatly amused. Uh, if I could not have you for a queen, at least France has you to laugh at. Catherine de Vaucelle throws herself at a full-fledged scavenger. And you, Monsieur Vion, why did you do this? Have you nothing to say? I told you once, I loved you. And is love a trick to you, too? Oh, go back to your tavern and go well, monsieur. Uh, yes, uh, methinks you'll hang, Master Vion. The Burgundians may teach you yet. Ah, yes, 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 yes. The Burgundians. If you learn how the battle goes, your messengers can find me at the crossroads. My archers will be at the crossroads. No. Your people will save your throne, not your army. You hear that song? And those who sing will fight for you. The rabble of Paris. Half drunk and all inspired. Goodbye, sire. Uh, the battle. Uh, what word of the battle? At midnight, Burgundy threw his full force at the crossroads. Vion still holds fast. News, I say. Three times the enemy attacked. Three times our people wavered. And then stood firm. Oh, God be praised. Uh, the, the dawn is uh, breaking, Tristan. None too cheerfully, Your Majesty. Uh, no, uh, no further news? None, sire. Uh, but uh, that, that, that hammering. Your gibbet, sire, for Villon. When and if he returns. Your Majesty. Oh, fair Catherine, you arise early. I've been to Mass. To ease your heart. My heart is at the crossroads, sire. Oh, with France, yes, yes, I know. But all of France is, is a broad target for a little heart. It's time you uh, narrowed down to, uh, uh, say, a Frenchman. I have. Since last night? Oh, I've learned much since then, sire. I've learned the truth. I love him. Dion? But a pointless truth, since I doubt that I shall ever see him again. Ah, yes, it, uh, it would be kind of far if he were to die out there than dangle on his gallows. Gallows? Well, it's the reward he gambled for. Your hand in marriage uh, or the hangman's noose. But how could you offer my hand in marriage? My rank forbids it. Well, of course it forbids it. That's why I knew I couldn't lose, my lady. Well, Paris is saved, sire. Your Grand Marshal and his rabble return in triumph. Oh, victory! They're pouring into the square after him. Paris has gone wild. Ah, uh, summon to uh, the cross of the square. We will see thee on at once. Here are banners for your carpet, sire. An hour ago, they floated over Burgundy. Ah, speak to your people, Dion. In the king's name. In the king's name, there will be gold for every man who fought, and a month's food for all of his family. Oh, ever generous with my treasury, Dion. To the end, sire. Well, for heaven's sake, be the end before I'm bankrupt. As you wish. You who have fought with me know me by two names. To some, I am the Count de Montcobier. To most of you, Francois Villon. We've won a battle and I lost a wager. As Grand Marshal, I declare the life of Villon forfeit. And that he be hanged at once on the gibbet that waits for him. Sire, listen to your people. He saved your friends for you. Will you let him die like this? Well, uh, wait. Uh, 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 my uh, good people, you've uh, heard Master Villon. Now, if there's one among you here willing to take his place on the gallows, let him speak and come forward. There is no one. Oh, no one. We're wasting time, friend Louis. Wait. Sire, 
I claim your promise. Catherine. Oh, but you, but you cannot. You, you cannot marry him. Your rank forbids it. I renounce my rank. Before you all, I'm Catherine de Vaucelle, Grand Seneschal of Gascony. In my domain, I hold the power of life and death, which I now renounce with all my rank, that I may claim to marry Francois Villon. Oh! A miracle. A star has fallen to me out of heaven. A star! My dream. That was my dream. Catherine, you would do this to save my life. It's a life I love more than my own. Now, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, keep your lands and titles, Catherine. Sire. Oh, have no fear. I'm through with jest and trickery. My dream. Yes. It all comes clear. Your dream? Uh, the stars foretold me of this union. Uh, I have no will to question destiny. Uh, Francois? Majesty? Who oh, have my blessing, both of you. Now, get her to the nearest priest and hurry. But first, first, a promise, Catherine. Yes? For heaven's sake, never let this knave play at king again. Never, sire. There are sweeter things than being king, friend Louis. Are there, Francois? They are told with lips, but without words. Like this. Yes, I, I can see what you mean. That was only the start. Shall I keep on? Please, do. Does dishwashing get you down? Well, there is a way to make it a great deal more pleasant. I'd like it better if it took less time, Mr. Kennedy. It can, with Lux Flakes. Here's what you do. You put your dishes in a big pan full of rich Lux suds and just swish, and they come clean quickly. Then rinse in hot water and let them dry by themselves. Everything but the silver. Even the glasses, Mr. Kennedy? Yes, even the glasses. Put them on a paper towel to drain. They may need a little wiping around the edges, but no more. You see, Lux not only dissolves instantly, never gets lumpy... But it rinses off completely, too. Doesn't leave soapy streaks on china or glassware. They dry beautifully clear without wiping. Of course, there's the other big difference Lux makes. You mean how much easier it is on your hands? Yes. Strong soap can leave your hands painfully rough and red-looking. Changing to Lux soon takes that rough red look away. And very thriftily, too. Here's why Lux flakes are so inexpensive for dishes. Ounce for ounce, they will wash up to twice as many dishes as other leading soap tested. Why not try changing from strong soap to Lux for your dishes? to save time, and to save your hands. 
Now, back to Mr. DeMille and our star. And now, uh, thanks to Dennis Morgan, Catherine Grayson, and J. Carol Nash for a most delightful Christmas present in tonight's performance. And since it's Christmas, I'm going to play Santa Claus and give away a secret. We're in a very receptive mood, C.B. What is well, it? Well, it's, it's the reason why I have a tender spot in my heart for tonight's play. You see, 42 years ago, I was a member of the original company that first presented it. You acted in the Vagabond King, Mr. DeMille? Well, at that time, Catherine, it was called If I Were King. E.H. Southern starred in it. Uh, what part uh, did you play, C.B.? Oh, I was one of Francois Villon's Vagabonds, the worst cutthroat of the lot. Oh, <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like you, Mr. DeMille. Doesn't sound like me. Oh, thank you, Catherine. <laughs> but the uh, actors who worked for me say that uh, that's how I got my start as a producer. Did uh, did you sing too, C.B.? Did I sing? Why, certainly. Good heavens. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the audience said. Well, if we'd known this earlier, we should have had you in tonight's play, C.B. Well, thank you, Dennis. Thank you. It's a little late for that, but uh, if you'd like to ha- hear me sing Mazzy... I know. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, what play do you uh, have on Lux next Monday night, Mr. Uh, I said if you'd like to hear me sing... Uh... <laughs> well, as I was saying, <laughs> for next week, we have a brand new comedy, just released by RKO. It's Bride by Mistake. And our stars will be Lorraine Day, John Hodiak, and Marsha Hunt. Miss Day and Miss Hunt will be in their original screen roles. Lorraine as the glamorous and wealthy heiress who, in order to test the intentions of the man she loves, poses as her own secretary with startling and amusing results. Sounds like an entertaining way to start the new year, C.B. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. night. That's a sweet music tonight. Another Christmas had come and almost gone. And I imagine it came differently to all of us. Here in Hollywood, it passed with sunny skies and summer warmth. Perhaps where you are, it's cold and white and sparkling. But Christmas 1944 has meant one thing to all of us. That for one day at least, the memory of peace on earth has come to men of goodwill everywhere. Peace on earth. For the present, it's a dream in our hearts and a prayer on our lips. But if we can keep our faith and courage through whatever darkness lies ahead, we can look forward with assurance to the day when peace on earth, goodwill to men will be a permanent reality. you may be, our sponsors, the makers of Lux Flakes and Lux Toilet Soap, join me in wishing you every blessing of the Christmas season. And we invite you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Lorraine Day, John Hodiak, and Marsha Hunt in Bride by Mistake. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from Hollywood. have one thought in mind this Christmas Day, to speed the victory and bring our boys home sooner. You housewives of America can help in an important way by saving those waste fats and greases from your kitchen. Don't let up in this essential contribution. Strain your waste fats into a clean can, and as soon as you've saved a pound, hurry it over to your butcher. He'll give you in return four cents and two red ration points. 
Next week, we'll have a new Monday Night Neighbor. George Burns and Gracie Allen will be on just a half hour before the Lux Radio Theater. You'll hear George and Gracie at their usual time tomorrow, so listen then. It'll be plenty of fun. But next week, tune in a half an hour before we come on, and you'll hear George Burns and Gracie Allen. The Vagabond King was presented to the courtesy of Tam's Whitmark Music Library in New York. Dennis Morgan is currently appearing in the Warner Brothers picture, Hollywood Canteen. Heard in tonight's play were Walter Bond, Jack Moyles, Beverly Brown, Charles Field, Tyler McVeigh, Ed Emerson, and Norman Field. Our music was directed by Louis Silvers. This program is broadcast to our fighting forces overseas through cooperation with the Armed Forces Radio Service. And this is your announcer, John M. Kennedy, reminding you to tune in again next Monday night to hear Bride by Mistake with Lorraine Day, John Hodiak, and Marsha Hunt. Following the original run of the stage version of If I Were King in 1901, the show was revived on Broadway five times over the years. It was adapted as a silent film in 1920 and then again, this time as a sound film starring Ronald Coleman, Francis D., and Basil Rathbone in 1938. A 1930 film adaptation of the stage musical version starred Dennis King as Francois Villon, repeating his role from the original Broadway and London casts, playing opposite Jeanette MacDonald. For years, the film was long thought to be lost, but it was recovered and restored in 1998. Several non-Rudolph Frimmel songs were added in this version. The musical version was then remade on film in 1956, starring Katherine Grayson from today's radio broadcast, with Oresti Kirkop as Francois Villon, and a supporting cast including Rita Moreno, Walter Hampton, and Cedric Hartwick, with up-and-coming actors Leslie Nielsen and Jack Lord featured in smaller roles. Theaters across the country need your support now, more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber. Music